You know any good stories? What kind of stories? Oh, just really mysterious story. Hmm. Oh, I got the perfect one. Tell it. A long, long time ago, there was this podcast about puzzles. The host of the podcast finished season one and then said he was going to take a break for Christmas, but he was never heard from again. Whoa, but what happened to him? Nobody knows. Maybe he was stolen away by a shadowy organization who needed his puzzle skills to help run the world. Or maybe he stumbled into another dimension and is still trapped there to this day. Or maybe he got really busy with a new baby and work and stuff. But whatever happened, no one ever thought there would be a season two until today. Oh my, there's a season two? Check this out. What's that? It's an ancient device called a cassette tape. And it would take hours to find a single song on it. Maybe even days. Whoa. How do we listen to it? I have this. Here, put it in. Activate. Activate. It's not working. You gotta push this button. Here. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Season 2 of Braindrop Puzzles, a show all about puzzles, riddles, mysteries, and games. I'm your host, Brian Hobbs. If you're new to the podcast, or if you've just slept over 400 times since the last season, let me tell you what to expect. Each episode, I offer puzzles for you to solve. Uh, these can be logic or math puzzles, word puzzles, lateral thinking puzzles, or puzzle that falls outside of those. I'll pose the questions in one episode, and then you can think them over, uh, maybe torment your friends and family with them, and if you'd like, send in your answers. And then the following episode, I'll tell you what the answers are. If you joined me last season, thank you for joining me again this season. I can guarantee that the puzzles in this season will be as good, if not better, if not worse. All right, so let's jump into some puzzles. Puzzle one. My Fair Ladybug. So you know those games they have at carnivals or fairs where you uh, pay them some money and then you get to throw a ring at some bottles or you know dart at some balloons or a baseball at a clown or whatever it is. Then you get the privilege of hauling around a giant teddy bear all day. Uh, so I don't know if that means if you won or you lost, but in any case, this is a puzzle about one of those things. Dad, look! A ladybug pillow! Oh, a ladybug pillow? That's so neat. It's like a bug, but for your face. Alright, so what uh, ride do you want to do next? I think they've got the twirl and hurl over there. I mean, at least they're up front about the consequences. Can we get it? Can we get what? The consequences? Oh, the ladybug pillow? Um... No, but you have to pay money for just to play the game, and then you have to win the game to get the prize, and I can never win at those things. Yes, you can, Daddy. You're my hero. 
Alright, let's see what this is about. Yay! Ripoff Rick's Cup Shuffle. In the game, he hides a bean under one of four cups and shuffles them before placing them in a line. A, B, C, and D. Provided you're loaded with cash, you can then buy as many guesses as you want to locate the bean. The catch is, between each guess, Rick waves his hands over the cups and the bean magically moves to another cup. But he can only move the bean to an adjacent cup. So if it was in B, then it will move to either A or C. So how much is it anyway? It's only $5 per guess. Only $5 per guess. Okay, well, great. Uh, Hold on, let me just transfer some money from your college fund. All right, let's do it. I can do $20 max on this, but only if I can guarantee that I leave with that stuffed insect and a smiling child. So how should I make my four guesses, A, B, C, or D, to guarantee a win? All right, it's a new year. I mean, now it's not that new, but it was when I thought of this puzzle, so you're going to work with me, okay? I don't know if you're still doing well on your New Year's resolutions. It's February, so probably not. But some people like to do reading goals for the year. I think reading goals are a pretty good thing, but uh, some people really go kind of extreme with them. Like, you know, I'm going to read 150 books this year. And then the rest of the year is spent trying to figure out exactly how to accomplish that. Like, there are lists on the internet of really short books you can read when you inevitably get behind on your goal. But here's the thing. I mean, I'm sure I probably read 150 books in a year, or at least maybe three books, 50 times each. Like, I've got some good ones right here. This one is Goodnight Moon. It basically says goodnight to a, a, a whole list of things, but moon is one of those things. Um, this one here is called Doggies. It's pretty much what you expect by that title. Uh, sometimes I do like a heavier read, though, like this one. It's uh, Quantum Physics for Babies. Yeah, the very last page here says, Now you are a quantum physicist. So that's perfect because that was another one of my resolutions, so it's like two for one. Or another approach is audiobooks, right? It's like just have somebody else reading it to you while you're driving or exercising or taking a nap, and you can get through it faster at 2x, 3x, maybe faster. All right, here, here we go. If you're behind on your reading goals, I can help you out. That was War and Peace at 100,000x. So you could check that off your list now. And you know, I could have probably put in any sound in there and then just told you it was War and Peace, but that is actually War and Peace at 100,000x, and it nearly broke my computer. So you're welcome. Sometimes I wonder if we might be better served by slowing down, reading fewer books well, rather than just blazing through a lot of books without really thinking about them, picking out good books that we can read and consider or maybe take the time to implement if it's that kind of book. So this puzzle is the complete opposite of that. So if you've ever looked at a plot summary on Wikipedia and thought, ugh, that is just too long, then this is the puzzle for you. Puzzle 2 Brevity is the soul of literature. I've got some really short summaries 
of some classic works of literature. Uh, don't worry, you don't need to have read or really even know anything about these books. So here's the first summary. Wham! Lethal. And that's a summary that describes Shakespeare's Hamlet. And here's a second summary. Munchkin aristocrats grumble. And that describes Shakespeare's King Lear. So if that's the case, what work of literature is described as Bachelor Duo Enduring 50th Song? So here we go. Once again, if Hamlet can be described simply as wham, lethal, and King Lear can be described as munchkin aristocrats grumble, then what work of literature is described as bachelor duo enduring 50th song? Puzzle 3 Letter of the Law Here's the lateral thinking puzzle this time. A man walks through a crowd, going up to strangers and extending his open hand towards them, but they don't shake his hand. Instead, they merely look at him with clenched fists before walking away. Finally, someone approaches him and holds out a letter. The man looks at it briefly and stops what he is doing. What is going on? One more time. A man walks through a crowd, going up to strangers and extending his open hand towards them, but they don't shake his hand. Instead, they merely look at him with clenched fists before walking away. Finally, someone approaches him and holds out a letter. The man looks at it briefly and stops what he is doing. What is going on? And no, this isn't just a description of me trying to make friends. But you can hear that one solved with yes or no questions next week. Okay, that's it for this week. You can visit the website at braindroppodcast.com for a refresher on this week's puzzles, and you can send in your solutions, suggest a puzzle for a future episode, or recommend a book to me, preferably something really short, by sending an email to puzzles at braindroppodcast.com. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter at braindroppuzzle. Finally, please consider leaving a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts or telling your friends about the show. Uh, I got some reviews between seasons, so I want to thank you guys for that. I've also really appreciated some emails I've received, um, so thanks for those encouraging words. Special shout-out also to Amanda, who answered the challenge to write a review without using the letter E. And I had forgotten all about that, so at first I'm looking at it thinking there, there's something unusual and a little uncanny about it. And then finally, I get it. So, well done, Amanda. I also like to think she changed her name to Amanda so that it wouldn't have any E's in it. So, I appreciate that dedication. All right, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Brian Hobbs. Can I push the button? Can you push what button? A button, just a button. <laughs>